happy 2021 everybody and welcome to another episode of the board game mechanics i'm katie and with me as always is hey guys it's jason what's going on hey look see i switched it up a little bit wow great (laughs) (laughs) i switched the words around that's something unpredictable is what that was yeah after three years good job babe (laughs) but really i did see on like my time hop like your i think the first episode of the board game mechanics was about three years ago it feels every bit of three years (laughs) (laughs) and i yeah i don't know how many episodes i've done it's not been you've been almost about a year i think a whole year pretty close Wow, look at that. Yeah, I had to go back and see when you actually came on board, because I don't know for sure, but Mm-mm. I thought it was around like January or February, so it's, if not a year, it's really close. Making history, people. <laughs> I mean, it, it might not be good history, but it is history. But it is history, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not U.S. Capitol rioting his- level history, but it's something. That's true. That is true. Oh, Thank people. goodness. We don't want to yeah. be remembered for that. We we don't. We <laughs> don't. <laughs> I hope everyone had a wonderful and safe new year. Um, our episode tonight is really kind of looking back at last year, but I always love new beginnings and new years and new things. And Jason and I are talking about doing like a bathroom remodel and I'm talking about going to grad school again and all kinds of crazy stuff just because I like to get wild in January, apparently. Yep, and I'll just be uh, not doing any of those things. <laughs> I mean, except for maybe the bathroom remodel. I probably will be doing that. But <laughs> Right, but it wasn't your idea. Uh, well, I mean, everybody should know that. <laughs> I mean, if, if we're all being honest with ourselves. In actual game news, as opposed to our life news, I did. I found some kind of interesting things out there. Um so I thought we'd just take a look at, I don't want to say the dregs of Kickstarter, but, you know, it's its the lesser known corners of Kickstarter right now. Um, the first one I, talk, I want to talk about is not actually a game, but gaming components. And this one's called Meeple Creeple. Um, there are five days left on this Kickstarter. And what Meeple Creeple is, is um, sets of meeples. They're like 3D printed, but they're printed in two segments. So you can like interchange them and they're not just like your basic meeple. Like in a set, you get a regular meeple man, um, like a, looks like a piranha plant. Um, is it a rocket? I should have, I knew I was like, I'll remember these. Don't write these down, Katie. Ha ha. Jokes on me. Of course I don't remember. Oh, a robot, an astronaut. Now I'm trying to rely on the picture in my own recognition instead of actually reading it. Yeah, it's like, don't count on me for anything because okay, I this, have Here we no go. Idea. Classic meeple, a robot, a killer plant, an alien, a monk, and an astronaut. And they're actually really stinking adorable. And so they're made in like these um, kind of, I, I don't want to say like Lego type way, but they are where the two pieces snap together so that you could kind of mix them up and you could have like a monk or not or... Piranha bot. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of something neat. I, I like, and they're going to do like um, different series of these. Like this is just the first series. Um, so if you're interested in different shaped meeples, because everyone knows I love those things. Although these are 
plastic and not wood. Um, there's five days left on that Kickstarter, and it's 25 bucks for that set of the five different characters. So that is Meeple Creeple. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, you do love the Meeples. Um, I'm probably out because that's expensive for Meeples, but it sounds cool. Yeah. Well, even like the astronaut has like a little jetpack on his back. Like it's pretty cute. They, they're cool and they're different colors. Um, but there's like, they're like click pen to like remove the different pieces. So I think it'll be neat once they even get more sets available so that you can really mix all your different guys. The alien's cool. He looks like, um, like part octopus, part cheese, Swiss cheese monster. He's pretty cute. That's a really weird combination. It was weird, but it's, it's cool. That's Meeple Creeple. Um, the other one is also weird. Um, the game, it's actually a game. It's a two-player only game called Call of Cthulhu. And yes, I said Cthulhu because there are cats in this game and not Cthulhu. Um, there's nine days left in this Kickstarter. And in this two-player game, you're working with hands of different cat toys, like laser pointers and... Um, my brain is not working. What's that? Catnip. <laughs> and like catnip mice and um, like little ribbons and yarn and stuff. You, ha- you have hands of these different kinds of cat toys and you're going to simultaneously play them, I think, as your opponent. Um, and then you're going, they like work on a like rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock kind of system where like, one def- is cooler than the other to a cat and then there's but there's one that's cooler than that and then so on and so forth and then it's like in a cycle um so you play i forget how many cards maybe five cards or six cards down um face down at the same time as your opponent and then you almost do kind of like a war style where you flip your first one in the series and see which one defeats the other um if like your card's defeated it will be removed. And then once you've gone through all your set of cards, you look at the cats that are out on the table to collect. And if you have the appropriate um, cat toys to attract them, you get them and it's like a set collection kind of thing. So super simple. Um, but also if you like cats, like it's kind of fun and silly um, and like a really easy game to play. Um, but you're also kind of out thinking your opponent and what are they going to play? Is it going to defeat my stuff? Um, how do I get the cats I want that are out there and make sure I have the toys remaining that I need for them? Um, so there's nine days left. It's only $10 because it's just, you know, some cards. But um, I don't have no idea what it has to do with Cthulhu at all. I mean, like, really. I couldn't find anything on there except for the name, Call of Cthulhu. But it looks like a cute little two-player cat game. Nine days left, 10 bucks. Yeah, this game does look cute. This is the one we looked at um, in the restaurant, right? You showed it to me. It's like a weird set collection game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this does seem cool. I agree. Because I remember you mentioned it has like a similar mechanic to, um, oh, that little AEG game where you're you're trying to get your animal to the other side and like... Ravenous River? Yes, Ravenous River. Like it has that kind of silly cat eats mouse, dog eats cat, goat eats dog, whatever. I forget all the animals. Lion, and then lion scared by mouse, and so the whole cycle starts all over again. Pig eats that. monkey. Monkey eats pig. <laughs> no, I don't know, but yeah. So it's it's it looks like it. It's it would be a fun like they even mentioned on the Kickstarter like it can go as quickly as you need it to. You know, play it over a lunch break with somebody. Even you know, sitting and waiting in a restaurant, honestly, like we were doing when I looked at this on Kickstarter, wouldn't be a bad thing. And for ten bucks, 
Yeah, Call of Cthulhu. That one sounds cool. My last one is a little bit more of a game than the other, these other two have been. And it is a game about, it says it's an economic game. And I guess, I, I guess that's true now that I think back on the rules. So I don't know if I would like this one because I really stink at economic games. That's foreshadowing. Um, but the game is called Happy Nation. And you are a person in living in Denmark, which I believe is ranked the happiest place to live on Earth right now. Um, it's definitely not Washington D.C. That's for sure. But um, I, yeah, I think it's I, I think that's right. I think it's Denmark. Um, so in this game, you are playing as a person in Denmark, and you get an identity. Um, there's a farm. You can be there's five different types of jobs: farmer, banker, doctor, entertainer, and builder. And each, each player has, like, their own mat. And so they have kind of their own production um, type things because they're, they're producing at their job. And there's different levels, so you can work to attain that. Um, like the entertainer, at first, they, they are in a cinema, and then they move to, like, blockbuster movies, and then they move to, like, amusement parks, which I guess by that time it's, like, a franchise kind of building thing. I don't know. Um, and the doctors like start with basic like helpful technology. Then they move up to be able to um, like uh, get like f- foreign um, like colleagues to bring their innovations. And then like the highest level is like nano might technology or whatever, whatever. I don't know. But each of the different roles like you can increase your production on. You can also um, make your own items available to other people within the game because that's important. Because the idea is to live uh, the happiest life and the and by doing that, it needs to be the most well-balanced life. Um, so if you are the banker, like you are helping other people like get loans to pay for their different production needs. You also need to be able to feed yourself. Um but then also, you know, you need to maybe buy some tickets to some entertainment and spend some entertainment. The other thing is you're also balancing your time. You get 12 hours every day that you have to allocate. And so doing each of these different actions takes time. And so you're really trying to, and this is where like the, the economy part comes in, do have the most well-balanced, productive life in the time that you're given. It seems like a really interesting. There's like these explorer cards that you draw that like you can get married, and so that gives you like five smileys, which are happiness, which is how you win the game. Um, or maybe there's some cards that you draw that you get sick, and anyone that visited you to um, you know use whatever you create, um, you pass, you get them sick too, so they have to go visit the doctor, and that's the doctor gets to their their parts are valuable. Um, or it's like action or adventure, like all these different things. It it kind of in some ways reminds you of Pursuit of Happiness, but maybe a little a little lighter. Oh, I was gonna say I, th- I think it sounds heavier a little bit, but well, well, what I mean is it's not as brutal. Oh, I got you, I got you. As I feel like Pursuit of Happiness is always slapping around because it's all about racing towards death in Pursuit of Happiness, whereas um, Happy Nation sounds like. Yeah, it's heavy in the idea that you're really trying to balance this economy of of your life. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, this does sound pretty cool. So there's eight days left on that Kickstarter, and it's 36 bucks for the game. So that's not bad. 
price point. This may be one that I could see myself back in. I could see myself back in. That doesn't mean I'm going to You won't, to but you could, yeah. Yeah. I could see myself, <laughs> if myself backed Kickstarters, this would be one that myself would back. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. If only. <laughs> if, if only. If and only if. Yep. Well, that's all I have for news this week. All right. Let's get into my favorite section, and that is games we get to play because i love playing games um and to lead into our top 20 of our top games of 2020 i don't know why i said 20 we're not doing 20 our top games no. of 2020 the first game we played is a game from 2020 and it is called fossils from kids table board games the company that katie can never remember <laughs> sorry guys i always butcher your name <laughs> but they you, do rec- it's me <laughs> They do Rec Raiders um, and some other lighter games, but the only ones we played are Fossils and Rec Raiders. And Fossils is a game where you are archaeologists trying to dig up dinosaur bones to get all the appropriate bones that you need to put on the dinosaur display in the museum. Um, That might be more theme than the game actually provides itself, but that's what you're doing. But ultimately what that exists or what that consists of is you are going to be moving around on this um, like 3D board. It has some cool tiles that you can slide around. And once you get all the tiles off of the board, underneath there's these little like pits that have the bones in them. So you're trying to figure out where the bones you need are. Then you have to use certain kind of actions to dig out the bones. You get some plaster to hold the bones together and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, it's a, a really neat game. It has some awesome production. It's got like that gimmick that I like in games where you're pushing stuff around and it like pops out on the table. A little mean for my liking because you can push people off the board and they have to spend an action to get back on the board. And that's super obnoxious to me. Like I never... I don't feel like when people are digging at archaeological sites that other people are pushing them out of the way, but maybe they are. I don't you're know. not going to the right archaeological sites. <laughs> Clearly. I mean, yeah, you're probably right. I'm, it's no Indiana Jones, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, it's a good, it, it was a fun game. I wouldn't mind trying it again, and it looked amazing on the table. So what did you think of Fossils? Um, Yeah, I liked it. I don't think I need to own it. Um. Uh, I would play it willingly again once, maybe not after that. I mean, if someone asked me, I probably would. But um, it, it is, I would say, gimmicky. The whole game is a gimmick, one hundred percent. I I like the like really tangible parts, moving the tiles that move, um, and the different colors that they have. You know, the little pinchers that you have to pick up the different types of bones and stuff. Um, I felt like almost seemed really difficult to get bones because you have to have all these plasters in order to take the bone with you. And the turns move so fast that you hardly get any done. Like it reminds me a little bit of the reason I hate Kanban. It's not as bad here, but I felt like, okay, I need to complete these dinosaurs and I'm completing them perfect. So I should be getting a lot of points, which I did. But then at the end, you're just given all these arbitrary points for having these different symbols that I felt like was not really part of how the game itself worked. All right. So, let, let, no, I want to speak up on this part. Okay. Because I won this game because I was boss at set collection. That's what this part is. The, the you were not boss part at that set you're talking collection. about is set collection. Were, I, I, no. set, I collected sets better than everybody else. You didn't collect sets. 
All you did was just take a bunch of cards and just like put one <laughs> tiny bone on them and trash them. You weren't hardly even paying attention to those symbols. Don't act like you had this master plan. I was paying attention to the symbols because I knew I needed to collect the sets. I was. That was the one thing I was focusing on, actually. Thank you very much. I was focusing on that, too. But I was focusing on, oh, I got to complete these dinosaurs in these certain sets. Not so what did enough. I do? I completed dinosaurs in a set. You weren't focusing on it good enough. I made the most dinosaurs. <laughs> I made terrible shoddy dinosaurs but still again this and and that's why like I would give it a go again but after that it might fall into the combine category now I'm not convinced that we scored it right honestly because no, it was scored I, I right. would, listen to me I'm thinking though in order to have a set like in order to say to get a set to get the initial points for the set you would have three so why wouldn't you also have, have to also have to have three in order to get the majority points uh, that I don't know uh-huh. yeah that's true Thank you. But I didn't get all my points from that. I got my, my Yes, my you did. No, you got all your points. No, you did not get your points from sets. You only had like one time where you had three of one type. I won a game, okay? And you're trying to take this from me, and I don't appreciate it. There are rules. <laughs> this is not nom. <laughs> you're right. It's not nom. But I still won this game. I will play it one more time, and then we'll see how it goes. But I felt... That I was cheated out of what should have been my win. But I did knock Jason off the board several times, and that was satisfying. It was super obnoxious. Like, I hate that part so much. I hate that. <sighs> All right. So, yeah, that was Fossils. It was. I liked it, I think, more than you did, other than the getting knocked off thing. Yeah. And I won. Uh, my The next game we played is a, a game that's been out for a long time in board game years. Right. 16 years, to be exact. 2004. Oh, it's made of bone. It's made of the bones we dug up when we were playing fossils. Not you, because you didn't do any, but actually all the ones I dug up and used, yes. That's true. And this game is Power Grid. Freedom and Freeze, uh, I think Rio Grande Games. It's green, like every Freedom and Freeze game. And this is an economic game about powering cities, kind of. But really, it's just earning money to spend money to buy resources and put out more buildings and have enough resources to pay for all those buildings it's got a power grid theme but you're just spending money to make money um it's got some auction elements where you're trying to auction for the power plant that you want to be able to power your your grid uh it's an interesting game i liked it it might have been a little long for what it is we played it four and i think it might be you know maybe more solid at three because it would be quicker but i liked it i'm glad i played it because it's a a classic that every euro gamer seems to need to play so i'm glad i got to play it so what did you think of power grid um i liked it but i wouldn't pick it i guess and that's what i said after i played it like i i liked it and i would play it again if someone else said hey let's play power grid i would do it but i would never willingly choose this game because it's an economic game and it's ugly so oh, I, I don't think it's that ugly i think it looks way better than some of those martin wallace games <laughs> that's true that's true we played a martin wallace game last night and that was ugly. <laughs> yeah it was awful i mean it made london look good <laughs> only because london's so dark you can't see the distinct color like pictures and this one yeah, was bright and you could really see how bad they were yeah i guess that's um, true that's another story entirely that's not power grid um yeah it was okay it was just, i don't want to say ugly but ugly in like that it's bo- like so bland looking. Um, and yeah, it was okay. It was okay. I, 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 did, I, I think, didn't hate it, but you know. I think I liked it more than you because I, 
I like those elements in games. I don't mind the tight money and spending money to make money thing, but I can see why it wasn't your jam. It didn't look good. It wasn't the Asian theme. It didn't have Sherlock Holmes in it. Yeah, I get it. I I mean, it didn't have to have Sherlock Holmes, but at least one of those other things are some shaped meeple or something. (laughs) I mean, there kind of were like shaped resources, so that helped a little. Um, And I, I did like the auction mechanic, like that you could auction for one of the power plants you wanted or not and um, try and take a risk to get one for free. And, you know, I, I think that's neat, I, I, but just not my type of game. Not a bad game, just not my type. Yep. So we don't own this. We played it at um, New Hotness Buddy's house. See, not every New Hotness game that New Hotness Buddy has is New Hotness. This is Old, old Hotness. Old. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure. So, um, so speaking of another new hotness game that we played, it is Camel Up. We're jumping on the train to play Camel Up First Edition, not the new shiny one. We like to play the old and busted here, so that's what we did. Yeah, pretty much um, always. Yep. It was our first experience of Camel Up, and oh man, it was awesome. Like I, I don't know. It should be no surprise. We like home stretch, so it should not surprise anyone that Camel Up was going to be something that I enjoyed. It's a, a stupid game, a stupid, silly game. You're racing these camels around. You're trying to bet on which one you think is going to win, which one you think is going to lose. Um, you're trying to put these tiles on the board that if a camel lands on it, you're going to get some money. Um, the whole goal of the game is to have the most money at the end of the game. It, it's silly, but, man, we had a turn that was super intense. It, I thought one horse or one camel was going to win, and then the die lied to me. Uh, it was heartbreaking, but... It was a cool game. It's got that same kind of feel as Homestretch if you're into that. And I liked it. So what did you think of Camel Up? Um, I like this one too. I I mean, I like I liked it because of the player experience. It definitely is one of those games that it's really fun when you have lots of people and you know, they're getting into it and like giving each other crap for their you know, how they voted. I love the um, really tactile feel of the big camels in this one, the wooden ones and the the way they stack and stuff. I liked that. Um, And I would play this game again with lots of people. I just know I will never win at this game. I never win at the betting games. I don't. And it's the same with Homestretch. I don't either. I never win that game. Never. Um, But it still is a good experience. So it's if I want to have the satisfaction winning game, I'm not going to pick this one. Um, but it was fun. Like I like there are different ways to get coins to try and help you to win. Um, I like to play like the Oasis Mirage game. I seem to be really good at that. It doesn't l- let you win really. Um, no, but it feels good during the game. It's fun during right, the game because <laughs> it does piss people off. Um, and yes, so I does. do like that. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I don't think this is a great game. I think the game is about the players who are playing the game. Kind of like Homestretch. Homestretch is a roll-and-move game. But people get into it, and it makes the game way better than it probably should be. And I think that's where this game is for me. Yes. But I, I did enjoy it, and I would definitely put I I think that we probably should own this game. Um, because we have lots of people that would really enjoy it that we play with. So. Oh, yeah. Just stupid fun. Stupid fun. All right. Well, those are the... Th- well... Not the three games. Those are some of the games we played. We actually played a bunch, but those are the three that we felt we wanted to talk about. So let's move on. All right. New year, new you, but we're going to talk about the old year. We're going to do a little 
Auld Lang Syne kind of podcast tonight or today or whenever you're listening to this. In the middle of the night. Whenever. Uh, and we want to talk about our favorite games that came out in 2020. And I guess there's probably a little caveat to this because um, there are plenty of good games that came out in 2020 that Jason and I did not play. Because as we have mentioned possibly once or twice, we don't buy new games. <laughs> Jason does not back Kickstarters because he's a cheapskate. And we do tend to like to play the old and busted games. That's just who we are. We said before, if it's cheap and it's ugly and it's got tracks, Jason's in, man. Yeah, seriously. Sometimes it's just a game. Like, it looks terrible. It's been on clearance for like two years. Like, this has got to be good. It's got to be awesome. (laughs) So, yeah, those are my kind of games. That's true. So, we did manage to play some of the games that came out in 2020. And... We picked, we each picked, what, five? Yes, five. We each picked five. And so normally there would be some overlap, but we wanted to cover some of, you know, what we think are some of the best 10 games that came out in 2020. We already talked about fossils. Um, so we're not going to talk about in this that in this section, but. Ooh, it did I? come out in 2020 and it is a great game. And we actually played it. <laughs> <laughs> right. In 2020, that's the other thing. So the first one um, on my list of, my favorite games for 2020 is a game that I didn't think I would like. Um, my friends, Jim and Kim, uh, Kim from at tabletop rebellion brought this game over and I was immediately drawn to the theme, but I thought, Ooh, I might not like this. And it is the 100 Tory. So the 100 Tory is a tiling game, which those always make me leery because I do not do Tetris. Katie cannot understand spatial manipulation. The nice thing about 100 Tori is you can take your tile and flip it around and decide how you want it to play and everything's square. So that's helpful to me. I don't have to try to make things fit that don't. But in 100 Tori, um, the theme, you're walking through a Japanese garden and it has two different colors of Tori gates and it has all these really beautiful um, little kinds of monuments within the garden. And you are trying to create the longest pathway between um garden monuments in order to gain you the most points there's some helpers and other little things that go along with this but the art is beautiful is this vincent detroit yes yes okay i can't believe i knew that can you believe i knew that good job yeah good job i am surprised i I don't know who designed this or who published it but well you know pencil first games is the the publisher scott caputo is the designer Mm. okay okay i do recognize the name scott caputo because I've looked at it on the box before. but Yeah, he, he did Whistle Stop and all that, that stuff. I just can't pull out of the air, but I did plumb and trade. Um, so the artwork is really pretty. Of course, anything Asian-themed, I am down to clown. Like, And despite that, it, the, the one issue with this game is that you can kind of get a little AP about it. Like, ooh, like what is the longest route? You only have two tiles to choose from to play on your turn. And there's only, I think, five different types of monuments in the garden. So right, that yeah. that really kind of limits, like, okay, on my tile, I've got only got two things. And this other tile has the same two things or one of the same things and one of a different thing. Okay. Like, that kind of really helps keep it from being overwhelmingly AP. Um, but I just think it's kind of fun. And you're it it is competitive, but yet you can kind of work together to say, oh, yeah, well, here's the longest path over here that you could probably take. Or I, I don't know. Like, I just think there's a lot of really good 
decisions that can be made in here and to use like the helpers to maybe um, score a second tile at the same time or, um, you know, block off a space or to build over a tile like those can really come in at really great times. I don't know that I'll ever win this game either, but it is beautiful and it's really fun. And so my first choice for best games of 2020 is the 100 Tory. Yeah, that's a good game. If we were doing some overlap, I might have picked that one as well. I like that one quite a bit. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is from the Italians. So, I mean, no surprise here. It's on the list. And right. it is called Tekenu, the Obelisk of the Sun. Um, it's a dice placement drafting game type of deal where you're trying to score points and do some things. Um, it looks like a Euro game. has a weird obelisk in the middle that blocks some view. But the gameplay, I really enjoy it. I think there's a lot of paths to victory here, and it is just fun. So I'm not going to you know, go on and on forever about it, but I like it. There's a video on YouTube that I did if you want to check it out and know more about it because my explanation was terrible. But the first one I'm talking about, best game of 2020, is Tekinu, the Obelisk of the Sun. Yeah, I, I like this game, and I would like to give it another go. I might put it as one of our 20 by fives, maybe. Ooh, I would like that. That'd be cool. I, can, I don't know if I, I can, can do that. I don't know if I can handle it five times. Maybe, maybe there's a lot going on and I feel like we just scratched the surface and I was wanting to go in disliking it, but I, I did kind of like it. Yep. You did. You had that look on your face when you were learning it. I have, to be fair, I have a look on my face all the time. <laughs> That's when I'm winning true. a game, like <laughs> in, unless true. it's like a really straightforward game or I've already read the rules or something, I if there's any kind of complexity, I'm like, oh god, like I have that look on my face, like I don't know what's happening. I am the dumbest person on the face of the planet. This doesn't make sense at all. Why, why, why would you make me play this? If you could see my face right now, you would see the face that Katie was doing, <laughs> but you can't because it's audio. So just imagine me doing a face. And that's kind of what it looked like. Just imagine the face that you make when someone's telling you something. You're like, okay, I feel like I should understand this, but I don't understand this. But some of this makes sense, but I'm not sure right, the yeah. end game. Uh, I don't want to look like a moron. Do I want to ask questions now? No, no. I don't want to interrupt them. Uh, they're going to think I'm stupid. I'm going to lose this game. I hate losing this game. Uh, that's that's the face. That's what I'm making. Yeah, with a, little bit of, with a little bit of condescension thrown in. Yes. <laughs> well, that's usually directed towards you. I that's try to do that not as much other people. That but is true. I do. And, and I, I feel it. I feel it creeping up on me during game explanations. What game were we playing? Oh, I think it was when you were playing Tuguru or whatever. Oh, yeah. Tonga, whatever. Tonguru, yeah. I don't know what it's called. I was like, no, no. It still makes sense. This game can't be that hard, Katie. Don't make the face. Don't make the face. <laughs> you can figure it out. Just, just. I think it's because I, I can't withhold judgment long enough. You have 37 seconds. If I don't understand <laughs> by then, I hate it. I'm done. Kind of. like, And I know that's wrong. <laughs> and my brain says, no, no, no. But it just happens. It just Katie happens. hates every Vito game, every Italian game. She hates the first all. time. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> That's why I've been really trying hard to play stuff like more than once, unless I absolutely hate it. Like I'm like, you just gotta give another go because the first time is always rough for me. Or like if they're sprung on me, that's worse. If they're not sprung on me and I can do some background, at least get a general idea of of what the game does or what the game is. Because I don't do that naturally. I'm not looking at games, YouTube videos. I'm not 
you know, reading about them online or anything. So if if I know that we're going to play this game and it's anything beyond a roll and move, I got to figure I got to have some prep work. Let's yeah, have so, a baseline. Yeah, so I didn't get the face when I taught you how to play Go for Broke, at least. So that was nice. No, no, I, I had that. See? <laughs> See? Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, so it's like a new, maybe we'll try it again. Um, <laughs> the next game on my list, I watched videos on this, so I felt great. I actually taught this. And I got to give you the face. That's right. Yeah, you did give me the face in this one. I I'm did. Like, it's not right. hard, honey. Like, it's not. <laughs> Um, and that's Parks Memories. This is the two-player kind of match game that Keymaster Games put out this year. hey I knew the publisher. Yeah, good job. I mean, it does have Parks in the name, so that helps. Well, but Keymaster is not the name of Parks. Like, it's not I the know, same name. I know, but we, we've been talking about Parks forever, though, so I was hoping it would be I know, but I can be taught. I can be taught. <laughs> that's true. I don't know who, you know, actually I, designed yeah, the I don't, game. Th- that I don't know either. And the artists are a whole bunch of artists. So again, like I'm not memorizing them. So I'm safe there. But this is like a matching game with that beautiful Parks artwork. Um, it can be deceptively simple. But gosh, you are like trying to find these matching park symbols. But you, it's not like you turn over two of the same park and you just take them. You can't do that. So it's like, how do I conceal one? Remember where it is? Use my hiker to um like block my opponent use the special um i don't know powers that i can get getting those special powers so i can play them at the times i need them um yeah i i really enjoy this and i would like to play this more um it's it's such a really nice relaxing and yet challenging two-player game so that's parks memories yeah it really is like an adult version of like the memory game it it's weird. It messes with my head. I, I need to play it again because I was really struggling. I was having like You were some driving problems. the struggle bus on this one. I'm like, <laughs> what? I can't. How many times do I explain to you? You don't flip it over and just get it. I know. I was struggling. It, it was tough. But I think if I played it again, it's not even a hard game. I was just not. I've played memories, you know, the memory game with Rory all the time. And I <laughs> it, needs, it needs to play like that. And I was struggling. Yeah. It's, either, it's a good it's, game, though. It's like too simple or... Or not simple, not a kid's game. It's like that in between, which is where I thrive. You're like, I just don't know what this is. Yeah, it was confusing. It, it hurt my head a little bit. But yeah, it's like, a good where game. Where are man. the tracks? Where are the nobles? I, I can't do this. That's true. It was it was rough. Um, so the next game I'm going to talk about doesn't have tracks or cubes or nobles, but it does have kitties. It and does have kitties. And this game is called Calico. Um, it's about making a quilt. You're basically drafting tiles, and you're trying to match certain patterns of tiles on your player board to attract kitties that come lay on it. Um, if you can get certain numbers of certain colors together, you're going to get a button that's going to give you some extra points. You're just trying to play your tiles better than everybody else to score the most points. And you also have some personal goals on your board that you're also trying to achieve in case you can't do some of the cats or don't want to do some of the cats. Lots of ways to score points. It's actually like a pretty thinky game. I think I've played it three or four times, and every time and it burns my brain. It's just you take a tile. You have two tiles to pick from, but all the patterns that are out there, your in-game goals, it's tough. It's got a lot going on for such a simple and easy-to-play game. So how to put it on the list, that is Calico. Yeah, this one's good, and the, the cats are cute. And I, it's very aesthetically pleasing. And again, I was like, no, 
this looks like it might be like patchwork or something that's Tetris and hurts my brain. But it wasn't. It was It was good. I would play that again. And I don't know that I made the face in that game either. You probably did, because I think Brandon was teaching the game. So that enhances the face a little bit. Yeah, so when Brandon teaches the game, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> that's a different kind of face. It's not the... That's not the, this is, this is so hard, I can't figure it out face. It's the, are you sure that's all the instructions? <laughs> and, but what's what am I doing on my turn? Like, <laughs> right. no, we got it. It's good. It's a good game. It is. Um, my next game is really pretty, <laughs> and I know I don't know who the artwork is. No, I don't know who designed it, and no, I don't know the company that made it. However, it's Kramer do- and Kiesling and Game Brewer is the publisher. Okay, uh, the game is Paris, <laughs> and. I like to have the Arc de Triomphe that comes and you set up in the middle because, I mean, it's Paris. But it's weird that I like this game since there's some area control where you're going around to these different, I don't know if they're around these months or it's just different neighborhoods around Paris. What, what are you saying? Are you saying English? No, around these months, not English. <laughs> this is an American podcast. No, I'm, I have to work on my French. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's Our right. Canadian listeners, I'm trying to beef up my French here in case I decide to go get my PhD. I need a, my second language requirement. I know Pomplamoose. What, isn't, that, isn't that something? It's grapefruit. Yeah, there we go. Boom. Boof. Boof. Not boof. <laughs> it's beef. I like, I like boof. Oh, man. Anyway, so Paris, um, now that we don't have a version that smells like Stinky Tim, it's... <laughs> I definitely want to play this one more, too, because I think I was just scratching the surface of what can be done in this game, because you're making these really good choices of where you want to go with the cards that you have, getting these little keys, um, using them to get influence, like in a race. I'd like to see how it plays with more than two also, because do we play it with more than two? Yeah, we played it with with Brandon, too. Okay. I don't know what the the top player count was, but uh, three wasn't too bad. I'd like to see four. Yeah, I think you can play five, I think. I don't know that I want to play five, but I definitely like to try four. Um, but I, it's just kind of different, I think, than a lot of other games as far as gameplay goes. And I also think it's beautiful. And I l- would love to go to Perry. And so, like, the, the the feeling of the colors and the cards, I think, really evoke that. And I, so, I, yeah. And there's some tension, again, with, like, Oh, you're getting ahead of me on this in this area, and then this area, and okay, I'm gonna have to give up on this area. And what color key am I missing? And it's good. I really like it. So that's um, my third pick, Paris. Yep, this is a good one. Probably would have been on my list if you didn't pick it. Um, but the next one on my list is another game from the Italians. No surprise. And it's a <laughs> game that we played incorrectly about 500 times. <laughs> Just like two or three. <laughs> and then we finally figured it out. And it is called Alma Mater. Egert Spiel is the designer. It's the sequel to Coimbra. So not so the designer, the publisher. Publisher, yeah, whatever. Same thing. No, it's not. It is now. You just um, said the Italians. That's the same. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry, Italians. We don't so, even refer you by your actual names, but I'm apologizing for Jason just screwing it up completely. Yeah. Oh, if I said their names, it'd be even worse. So they yeah. should just be happy that I'm calling them that's, the Italians. That's true. That's true. So Alma Mater is a game, uh, it's a worker placement game where you're trying to recruit students to come to your school and recruit professors to come teach the students. And you're also trying to earn money. Uh, I'm trying to think what else you can do. You're trying to get different kinds of knowledge from the other players so you can use their books to help make your college more 
um, enticing to professors and all that good stuff. Worker placement game with crazy stuff going on. I don't think there's a track that slaps you around, though. Mm. Nope. There is no track that slaps you around. Hmm. Yeah. So they missed that one, but that's fine. So <laughs> Alma Mater is a great game. If you like any of the games that the Italians do, Coimbra, um, any of the other ones, definitely give this one a look because I think it'll be something that you'll enjoy. So Alma Mater. Yeah, I would have picked this one too, especially I, once we started playing it correctly. I'm like, oh my gosh, this game is great. <laughs> this is the yes. reason why there was a problem. Um, so yeah, I'd do this on our 20 by five because I think this needs more plays and it would probably move up my top 100 since my number one is from the Italians and my number two is from the Italians. It's from the Italians. Pretty much our top like 25. I think my number three. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So this, this game is good. And plus it's got these, the little like nice tactile books that you can get in different colors to play around with. So I love that too. Can't say no to the books. Uh, my number four is a card game that we were wandering around a store and I'm like, Jason, this game looks great. And it was on sale. So he's like, oh, okay. So it wasn't ugly, but it was cheap. So that really, really drug him in. <laughs> You're right. It wasn't ugly. It wasn't really <laughs> that cheap either, but it was cheaper than like it would have been normally. So yeah, that's fine. Yeah. It was, it was under $20 people. Okay. It was cheap. Um, <laughs> but that, it, it, it drew me in because of the artwork, because it's Asian themed. And that game is Hagakure. And this really surprised me. I do like trick taking games. Again, I'm a Midwest kid, played Euchre most of my life, all different forms, both bid and the regular Euchre. Um, so I, I really enjoy trick taking games. And I like what this does. You've got your samurai and then like your regular peasant townspeople. The artwork is flipping adorable. Um, there's these really neat mechanics of, okay, I don't have to follow suit if I play a samurai. So then what's going to come out? And I have to at least take one trick um, unless I play like one of my special powers that lets me not get a negative, but what if I end up with getting getting some tricks anyway? Um, it, there's just lots of really neat decisions in a very simple, tiny card game. And I love when small games deliver big play, um, big decisions, like big fun. So my fourth is Hagakure. Yeah, this is, this is a surprising game for sure. It's a trick-taking game with two suits, which is pretty interesting. And that you don't have to follow suit. That's really cool because that kind of just blows it open a little bit. Yeah. All right. So the next one I want to talk about is probably my favorite game of 2020. I didn't put my list in any order, but if I did, this would be number one. And that game is Santa Monica. So this is a game that Katie really talked me into getting. I wasn't sold on it at first, (laughs) but but the art's cool. It looks gorgeous. Again, that doesn't sell me on games because you see what I play. And so... This is effectively, it's a drafting game. It's from the designer of Cat Lady, where there's going to be some columns of cards, and you're going to get a take a card. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to build up a boardwalk and a beachfront to entice locals, tourists, and VIPs to visit different sections of your 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 beach. And you're trying to get the most points. You want your some of your locals and tourists maybe to go fly a kite, go play some volleyball, go attend a wedding, so on and so forth. And you just want your VIP to go visit certain types of businesses. So maybe like sporting business. Um, I don't remember what they're called, actually. Like local hangouts, whatever. To just score some points. 
the way that it works though it's really hard to move your people around so you're trying to draft tiles that are going to give you movement to move your people from one card to another you're trying to get cards that are going to give you sand dollars because there's these few sand dollar cards that are going to give you special abilities that help you move take different cards it's an easy game to play but it actually has a lot of strategy behind it which i enjoy so the fourth game that i'm going to talk about is santa monica yeah um this would have been on my list but i didn't want to do a ton of crossover i love this game yeah jason didn't want to he's like oh let's go look at the board game store for my birthday then he wouldn't buy anything and i'm like this game looks really good i've heard so many people talk good about talk good about it <laughs> say good talk things. good talk good about it shut up say good things about it i was drawn up by the artwork i love that um and it turned out to be a game that way exceeded my expectations and sometimes we'll play it and i'm like oh yeah like i'll have such a firm handle on what to do with my cards it's no big deal and then other times like we just played the other weekend or like new year's eve and i'm like what the heck like the sand dollar cards that came out i'm like these aren't helping at all i can't move any of my dumb people these in-game like penalties are awful it was it was a brutal game um and and i just love that you can use the tiles in different ways again there's so many tactile components there's a food truck and these little sand dollars and your locals and your tourists and uh, the artwork is cool like it's just i really really enjoy it it's it's so good so so good um my last one it it might be my number one but i'm so hesitant to say that because i've only played this game once um but I loved it so much that it's it's it, it I can't get it out of my brain, honestly. And that's Forgotten Waters. So this is by Plat Hat Games. You like that? Good job, yeah. Thanks. That's all I know about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I know about it too, because it's not a game that I care about. I just feel like that was impressive. But it's by Plat Hat Games and it has the feel of of an RPG, but you've got most of your character stats already taken care of for you. There's some like little flavor text that you fill in Mad Lib style and your pirates, which is awesome. And so there's different adventures. Um, you can use this companion app. I've heard it plays beautifully remotely. I actually played it with a group of people. Um, you are making choices every round and what to do as a crew so you don't get bogged down in personal stories, but you are working on your own goals. Um, you're contributing to the team or not, depending on how piratey you happen to feel um, to complete these missions. You're like finding things out. Uh, it's really, it's, it's really deep. And I don't know if it's because I'm so starved to play an RPG because for some reason I cannot get my DM to let us have an online session or something. Um, but it just really fulfilled that hole. And I think it would be an easy way to help people kind of transition into RPGs because a lot of it's already there. And you, if you use the app, you don't have to have like a GM or anything. You can all play together and make these choices, which I think is really cool. Um, and I love pirate theme stuff. And this is, I think, done really, really well. Um, and so that is my last choice for 2020, Forgotten Waters. Yeah, uh, I'm probably never going to play this game. I really does, I really wish you would, at least once. It does look nice on the table. I will say that when I came out and saw you guys playing it, it did look cool. It had some cool bits and stuff. 
So it I'll does. give it that. I'll give it that. I if if someone had it and hadn't already started a game, I would give it a go. Yay! I mean, I could sit through most games one time. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty good at that. I can play every any game at least once. So I could give this a go. But we did play part like half a game for like several hours, which is not your thing. No, not my game at all. Not my thing. I will play a full game for four hours. That's a, that's where I tap out, though. Quitter. All right, so the, la- the last game I want to talk about is a game I got for Christmas. And it's a game I played, I don't know, I think I played it three or four times. And it's a cooperative game. That's right, people. Cooperative. And it's from Simon. That's right. It has minis. It's called Marvel United. And this is a cooperative game where you're taking on the role of an Aven- Avenger. And you're trying to defeat the baddies. So there's in the version we have, we have Ultron, um, Taskmaster, and Red Skull. It also has Venom in it. And I don't, I'm not sure if he was an Avenger. I don't know. I'm not up on the comics. But um, you're going to take on one of seven good guys and try to defeat one of the three bad guys. And you're going to do that by some interesting card play where the card you play and the card that was played by the player to your right are going to be the cards that you're going to have of the actions that you can take on your turn. So... If they played a card that has a couple move actions and I played a card that has some fight and maybe some rescue actions, I get all four of those actions that I can take however I want on my turn. So I'm just trying to move around, kill the baddie before the baddie kills me. Cool game. It's the way I want to play a cooperative game. Not super difficult, but also not super easy. So I like it. So that is Marvel United. Yeah, this game is fun. It To me, I almost have enjoyed it more than um, Thanos Rising. Because we kind of played that right before this. And I feel like in some ways it's like similar cooperative. There's a circle (laughs) you're moving around. Um, Miniatures, that kind of thing. But this one I feel like it's possible to win. And I like that your action also piggybacks off the action before you. I think that's really cool too. Yeah, I I think I might like this better than the Rising games too. I still like the Rising games, but they're just a a lot more lucky for sure. So those are our... Probably 10 favorite games that came out in 2020 that we actually played. Now, there are some others on the list um, of games that came out in 2020 that I would like to play um, that seem really interesting that like Oceans and um, we have uh, what's that other tea game back there on the shelf that we have? Tawan Tensuyu. Yeah. Didn't that come out last year? This year. And Pacific Rails also. Yeah. Did that Tongo do Tungaroo, yeah, that came out this year. I'm pretty sure it, the Kickstarter just fulfilled. So Not this that. year, 2020. Yes, 2020. Yes, yes, it fulfilled in 2020. Um, so we we've expanded a little bit. So we'll see. We're pretty good at playing games, you know, about five years old. So if we wait a few more years, we'll probably get through all the 2020 games. But what games did you guys like that came out in 2020? Because there are plenty that came out that we did not play. So tell us about them. Go to our Facebook page. If you're not part of the hashtag, the Riveted Facebook group, that is the place to be right now. It is full of joy and board games and fun and wonderfulness. And I've there are some new ones, new people out there. And I see you. I see you posting. I need to write down your name so I can give you shout outs because you guys are completely awesome. And I love seeing new people post and share with us because, again, we... We really love interacting with you guys, finding out more about what you're playing. And that's really how we find new games or games to try. Um, Someone mentioned 
If you like Grand Austria Hotel, you should play Yukon Airlines. Yukon Airways. Airways, yes. And I was like, oh, I didn't know about this, but I do love Grand Austria Hotel. So that was really, really helpful. You used to love it. Now it's only your number two, traitor. Oh my gosh. I told you I have to have like, there needs to be like a walk off so we can figure (laughs) out which one's the best. Grand Austria Hotel, apparently, because it's my number one because I'm correct. Mm, Yeah. I allow you to think that. So please, I'm going to start trying to write down every, like when I see new people post, there are some of you faithfuls that you post a lot and I hope that we've given you plenty of shout outs. Melanie, we don't talk about you enough. You are so great at posting, girl. Thank you. And also not rage, like blocking us because Jason's terrible to Canadians. Like, I appreciate that. Your long suffering at Jason's intolerance of the Great White North is very helpful. What do you mean? I love Canada. Canada dries good. Oh my gosh. I like watching hockey. Okay. Hockey, yes, that's definitely Canadian. I will go back to that. Can't. Kevin Smith shoots some movies that take place in Canada. What? It's fine. Oh my gosh. Canada's such, fine. You're a hoser. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, that movie's great too. That's <laughs> <laughs> seriously. Strange Brew. Please people tell me you've seen that movie. If you haven't, do yourself a favor and watch it. Telling you what, it's the best. And then you got you got to eat a couple jellies while you watch it. Um, so yeah, find us on Facebook. We're always on the Riveted because we're old people and we use Facebook. Um, young hip people, Instagram, Twitter. We're trying those things too. Also on the YouTube's man, we got videos. Jason's pretty good at putting out the videos. I'm not so good. I acknowledge that. Um, I need to do better. It's not a New Year's resolution, but I will consider being better about possibly being in videos. I'm not making any promises, though. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But I want to. I want to be there for you guys. But I feel like, you know, I most of the time since I teach at home and my kids are here half the week, I just don't think you want to see me in pajamas every video. You're like, oh, I think that shirt was on the last five videos she's done. Huh. Maybe you need to get Katie some help. You clearly haven't looked at my videos because <laughs> there's a lot of the same shirt in a lot of those videos. <laughs> it's because Jason has this problem where when I wash clothes, if I put them back in and lay them on top of other shirts, he will just keep drawing out the same shirts from the top. He will not look for a different shirt. He will not say, you know, today I feel like wearing a blue shirt. No. <laughs> He would just grab the top Why would I shirt. Think that? Why would I say, man, I feel like because we're a normal shirt. It's a shirt. Pe- normal people think that. Normal kissed me goodbye a long time ago, just oh so gosh. we all know. Okay. Anyway, but we, we really do love to hear from you guys. Um, so all the social medias, definitely follow us. Comment, like, talk to us, send us messages, whatever. If you have any ideas for podcasts for the 2021 season, we'd love to hear your suggestions. I have like a running file on my phone because I always think of them at like weird times, like walking through the grocery store, driving down the road or all those other things while I'm in the shower. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't want to forget that. But then when Jason goes, oh, what should we talk about this week? I'm always like, uh, so I write them down. So if you have any things you want us to cover, write it down. You want to come on as a guest, send us a message. We really love you guys. You are an awesome community and we always want to hear from you. Ditto. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
the Riveted's all right. You guys are all right. I don't want to give you guys too much credit. Your he- your heads are going to get big. Sure. We're all just pretty okay here. I mean, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that has been our our favorite games from 2020. I think we're I think I think we're about done here. Yep. I got some fish to catch. Oh yeah. We're we're on, we're on the Animal Crossing craze, people. So. Yeah, that's hip. Isn't that hipping with it, or is that not hipping with it? I don't know. I think it was like a couple months ago, and it's probably backed <laughs> probably, off now. Probably a couple years ago, in if, our case. <laughs> if any of you want to come visit our island, you just send us send us a DM. Uh. We'll work that out. <laughs> Until then, I've been Katie, and I'm Jason. Keep gaming, everybody. Keep gaming, Tim Hortons. Ah!